From Commander.com, welcome to the Tech Refresh Podcast, where we scour the internet to give you the digital news, gadgets, and stories and keep you up to date. Our promise, give us about 30 minutes and we'll make sure you're the in the know, go-to digital source for your friends and family. After an exhaustive nationwide search to find just the right digitally savvy show host, they finally gave up and you got me. I'm Mike James, along with Allie, the content queen, Seligman. Did I get it? Two weeks in a row. Twice in a row. It's going to be a good week, Mike. I have got some info on the reason the electronics you want might take longer to get to you and be even more expensive. And some info on a fake but really convincing app that you should not download. All right. And we call him Obi-Wan. It's Ben Bradley, the wise one and news director for Commando.com. Hi, Ben. Hey, Mike. Well, coming up on this episode, it's all about updates. I'm going to talk about the latest problems with Windows updates and a change coming to your next iPhone update and how to fix your smartphone if it's running Slowly. All right. If you haven't already, before we get started, we want you to tap on the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Do it now while you're thinking about it. And we have a ton of stuff later on in the show. NFT craze is uh, slowing down, but is the trend here to stay? And let's start off with the news. What's going on with the latest round of problematic Windows updates, Ben? Yeah, you know, it's been quite the roller coaster the past couple of weeks, and it all started with Microsoft's monthly Patch Tuesday updates. So after installing those updates, quite a few uh, PC owners started reporting the dreaded blue screen of death. And uh, when trying to... Oh, it's print, back. Yeah, yeah, well, it never really leaves, does it? But, uh, you know, it was it was mainly happening when they were trying to print things, when opening a dialog box from programs like Microsoft Office and Notepad. And if you had printers like, you know, by companies such as Kyocera, Rico, and Zebra, those were the ones affected. Well, anyway, a few days later... Microsoft rolled out an emergency update to fix what was broken. So problem solved, right? Come on. You know, it's Microsoft. So after that update, other people started complaining uh, that, well, the blue screen of death might be gone. But now printers were having problems, uh, you know, printing graphics and logos. Uh, they couldn't format correctly. Some pages were printing completely blank. So Microsoft pushed a fix for that, too. Now, with that update, a lot of people had trouble installing it. And for other people, that update was causing their computers to crash again. So Microsoft paused that update to fix whatever was broken in that fix for the fix before that that was designed to fix the problem before that. So, you know, I can't keep up. Well, anyway, they finally restarted that update a few uh, few days ago, which for those of you who have lost track, uh, the one you're looking for is called Windows 10 KB. Five zero zero one six four nine. Now, don't worry if you didn't have time to commit that to memory. We have all the details on basically all those updates at commando.com. Now, keep in mind, though, if your computer was having no problems, if you installed those Patch Tuesday updates a few weeks ago and has had no trouble at all, don't worry about this latest update. It's optional. It's only if you're having problems with printers and blue screens of death and you know, so I think we should cue the circus music for this one. Man, what a mess! Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. Until yeah, you know, until next month's Patch Tuesday adventures. Well, I, I was thinking about it. I haven't had a blue screen, and I use uh, Windows every day, especially since Windows 10. It seems they had that all the blue screen of death all way way behind us. But uh, I don't know. I guess it's back. But I, I think they've done a good job for the last couple of versions. Allie, 
The global chip shortage is impacting everything from phones to cars. What do we need to know? It sure is a really good example of this. So it's been five months since the PlayStation 5 was released. It's still hard to get. There are restocks every now and then, but for the most part, you're looking at spending a thousand bucks online to find one. That's all because of this chip shortage. Here in the U.S., uh, President Biden signed an executive order pretty recently to review the whole supply chain, but that's not going to actually have an impact anytime soon because right now you're looking at higher prices and shortages on products, everything from TVs to phones, cars, game consoles. Why? Why this shortage in chips? What's happening? Well, first of all, they're in everything. 2020 was the biggest year on record for retail sales. I did not realize this. So in spite of the pandemic, people bought more stuff than ever before, more electronics than ever before, and all of them have chips. PC sales alone were up almost 5%. Yeah, because everybody was working at home and realized, hey, my old computer isn't going to get the job done. That was the highest growth for the PC market since 2010. So that put a lot of strain. And then, of course, it's all those other chips. When I say chips, you might think, okay, it's the main processor in a computer, but there's so much more. You know, look at your iPhone. That alone has 22 different chips. And it's not just electronics. It's also cars. Like I said, uh, the auto industry is expecting to lose $60 billion this year because, again, there are not enough chips. And so they're having to shut down production. Uh, Fun fact for you, today's cars include as many as 50 different microprocessors. They control everything, all the safety features, diagnostics, engine control, comfort things. So if you have heated seats, yep, you can thank a little chip for that. It's going to be a while until we see this get better. Uh, AMD, they make the processor that's in most of Sony and Microsoft's new consoles. They're expecting shortages at least through the first half of this year. So long story short, if you want a new phone, a new computer, new something, expect it to take a little longer and be a little more expensive. I can confirm that it was tricky to uh, acquire a PS5, a PlayStation 5, at least through a retail. I wasn't going to pay the, you know, the inflated prices from a scalper on Facebook Marketplace, but it took, uh, it, it took a little practice to be able to score one of those, uh, you know, one of the major retailers. I actually ended up getting one a few weeks ago. Uh, Walmart's website, but it was hard. You have to like get that into your cart immediately and you can't just leave it in your cart. You have to check out in seconds or it'll just be, it'll disappear from your cart. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And how long did it take? Like over a couple of weeks? Oh, it took, so those, the PlayStation 5 went on sale in early to mid November. And even now in late March, it's hard to get them. Every so often, uh, certain retailers will get a certain supply of them and, you know, pretty, not on any kind of regular schedule. And then the second they get them, they drop them on the website and they're sold out in minutes, if not seconds. Wow. Speaking of sold out, iOS 14.5 coming in a couple, uh, with a couple new features. What, what's that all about? Well, okay. So if you have an iPhone, uh, you know that the updates are pretty frequent throughout the year. And right now, well, any day now, Apple is set to release the latest update for your iPhone, and that's going to be iOS 14.5. Now, I'll recap a few of the features we know are on the way in just a second, but there's another small change coming that, well, we hadn't heard of, uh, and it's regarding software updates. So let's say right now you open up settings on your iPhone, and you tap general, and then you tap software update, and then you tap on automatic updates. You'll have two options there that you can choose to toggle on or off. One is if you want to automatically download iOS updates, and the other is if you want them to be installed automatically. 
Well, with iOS 14.5, Apple is apparently splitting those into uh, two options. So when you're in the automatic update section of settings, uh, the new options, the first one is still, you know, do you want to automatically download new updates? But the second one has changed to ask if you want to automatically install security updates. Now, it's a bit of a head scratcher because Apple has always included security patches uh, in the normal iOS update. So it would be odd that it would become an option to automatically install them separately when they're arguably the most important kind of update for your iPhone. Uh, but we should know a little bit more once that uh, once that update finally gets here. Yeah, one theory I've seen online is that it might mean that older iPhones that can't get all the brand new features can still get the security update. So that would be big news if you're using an old phone, normally you can't update, and then you're kind of at risk to all kinds of new vulnerabilities. Well, this would fix that. So no word for sure, but fingers crossed for those of you with older phones. Yeah, and you know, some of the other things coming, and like I said, we're, we're still waiting. This this update was supposed to come in February. Now it may come this month. By the time you're listening to this, it possibly will have dropped. So look for, for iOS 14.5. But one of the things, it's, it's bringing in yet another big privacy feature that will require apps to ask your permission to track your data and other activity. And you're going to get 200 more, more additional emoji and <laughs> bonus. Yeah, I know. I just like there's not enough to go through right now. And bonus, if you have an Apple Watch 2, with this update, you'll also be able to more easily unlock your iPhone while you're wearing a mask. Ooh. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, NFT craze is not slowing down, but uh, is the trend here to stay? We're going to talk about that a little bit later. Also, there's a fake version of a really popular exclusive app floating around that you need to watch out for. And brand new or not true is just ahead on Tech Refresh from Commando.com. We're back on the Tech Refresh podcast from Commander.com, and later on, we're going to tell you about, oh, this is going to be fun. William Shatner turned 90 the other day, and he uh, he he took a step that says he's going to be around for a long, long time to come. You know what? We're going to have to get out the Star Trek music for that. I will take <laughs> care of that. Uh, but uh, before we get to brand new or not true, we have a quick tip that we want to tell you about, uh, Ben. Yeah, so as you probably know, Smartphones are being built to last longer. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to face situations where it's just running slow. It's just going to happen. Now, that doesn't mean it's time to upgrade. Instead, speeding up your phone could be as simple as a trick you use on your computer, and that's clearing the cache. I mean, think about it. Your smartphone is just that. It's a small computer that you carry around in your pocket. And if turning it off and back on doesn't do the trick, this is what you try next. See, the cache on your phone is temporary data storage that apps use so they don't have to download the same information over and over again. That makes apps and sites load faster, but it can diminish speed in other ways and put a hit on your phone's storage. So let's say you have an iPhone and you use Safari as your browser. Uh, in that case, open up the main settings app for your iPhone, tap Safari, then tap Clear History and Website Data. Now, if you use Chrome, you have to do that through the actual app. So when you, when, you're open, when you have Chrome open on your iPhone, tap the three dots in the corner, look for settings, then tap on privacy, followed by clear browsing data. Now, it's a little different if you're using Chrome on your Android. In that case, tap the three dots, then history, and then tap clear browsing data. Now, we have all these instructions spelled out at commando.com with other tips for speeding up your phone, you know, things like doing an app audit and checking your Wi-Fi signal. 
Uh, Just search for five simple ways to speed up your smartphone. All right, it's time now for America's newest national game show sensation, where you can play and guess is it brand new or not true. Every week, literally thousands of new product sites and apps are announced in the technology world. Some are destined for greatness, others not so much. Oftentimes, the products sound crazy and outlandish and just ridiculous, so you sit back and think, what were they thinking? And before you know it, tech just created a new millionaire. When playing Brand New or Not True, we'll present you, the home listener, with three product sites or ideas. It's up to you to decide which two of the three are real and through the process of elimination, which one is fake. Allie's always got great products. Allie, let's go with product number one. Product number one. Okay, this week I've got three that are going to make life a little better or a little easier. Okay, first up. Most of us sleep a little too hot or a little too cold. What about you guys? Are you a hot hot sleeper or a cold sleeper? Always hot. Yeah, hot. Burning up. Yeah, me too. Well, you can get one of those cooling or heating mattresses. Those are super expensive. You can get a mattress topper that uses air or water to cool you down. Also really expensive. There are even duvet covers that can help regulate your temperature. But they're all expensive, and they all come with these big, bulky units that you have to deal with. They're pretty loud, too. Well, with a canopy smart blanket... Everything is built right in. The canopy adjusts based on your body temperature to help you sleep just right. It starts with the fabric. Canopy uses this really cool technology developed by NASA to absorb, store, and release heat. So in simple terms, if you're too hot, the heat is released to help keep you cool. And if you get too cold, that's where the heating unit comes in. Uh, Think of this like a heating pad without the big cord to deal with. You charge the blanket and you can get up to 12 hours of heat that turns up or down automatically depending on your body temperature. Yes, automatically because it happens in an app. You set your comfortable range. So think about how you would set like a smart air conditioning unit. So you stay at your perfect temperature in that range all night long. The covers are movable and machine washable, so you don't have to worry about the electronic components getting wet. Now this comes in a 50 by 60 size, uh, which is somewhere between a full and a queen. And it'll set you back $119.99. Got it. The uh, Canopy Smart Blanket. Go ahead. All right. Product number two, Mike, I'm sorry. This one is, you're just not going to connect with it very much. But for the rest of us, there's nothing worse. You wake up late, you don't have any time to take a shower, and you look in the mirror and you realize your hair is an absolute mess. Okay, you can stick your head in the shower, you can stick your head in the sink, but good luck not getting the rest of you covered in water. This is all assuming you don't have time to take a shower. Well, that's why you need the morning head cap. It's like a shower cap, but kind of the reverse. So the morning head cap, yeah, looks like a regular shower cap, but it holds six times its weight in water. You hold it under the faucet, and then you put it on your head. Because it's made of this super absorbent material, you're not going to drip water on your clothes, your face, that you've already done your makeup, or anywhere else. Once the cap is on, massage your head, and then within a few seconds, your hair is completely wet. You take off the cap, and then you can just comb your hair or get out the blow dryer, and you're good to go. The morning head cap costs ten ninety nine. Wait a minute, a thousand? Is it a thousand and ninety nine dollars or eleven dollars? Eleven dollars, ten dollars and ninety nine cents. Okay, uh-huh. <laughs> great. Although, if you're willing to pay a thousand dollars for that, I have I have some things <laughs> I did, to sell yeah, you. You have one right there waiting for <laughs> me. All right, product number three. Product number three, what is the worst part of owning a cat? Well, for me, I'm allergic, so it'd be the hair. But I bet for most cat lovers, it's dealing with kitty litter. 
Okay, you can say goodbye to kitty litter for good with City Kitty. This is a training system that teaches your cat to go to the bathroom using your regular toilet. City Kitty works with all shapes and sizes of toilet. Here's how it works. The first week, you put this tray of flushable kitty litter underneath your toilet seat. Because your cat is used to going on kitty litter, they just need to adapt to this new spot. On week two, you take out the innermost section, so they get used to the hole in the middle. And then after that, you remove a ring each week to give your cat as long as it takes to get uh, comfortable going to the bathroom there. And by the end, they're using the toilet. There are six removable sections in total, and City Kitty says it takes anywhere from three to six weeks to toilet train your cat. This is good for felines up to 25 pounds, and it costs $29.99. Wow. All right. The City Kitty. <laughs> you should see the look on Ben's face right now. He's like, I have words. <laughs> okay. I know he's thinking. Uh, uh, he's thinking, should I toilet train my cat? What a great idea. All right. Well, we'll start with the City Kitty as long as we're there for $29. Sounds reasonable. I guess uh, you're just training your cat like you would your dog. 29 bucks, a little kit, cheap. Um, that seems like a viable product. People would love that. I'm going to call that a real product. The Canopy Smart Blanket for $119 is a little bit harder to believe. But uh, that's certainly a product that would uh, would come in handy, especially in the colder climates. $119 for uh, a blanket that warms you up or, you know, just cools you off a little bit. Really reasonable price. I'm going to say that's a real product. The morning head cap for $10.99. Also, I mean, if this was a real product, I think they would ask more for it because, you know, they're not going to sell too many and they got to make a profit somehow. So, um, and uh, it just seems pretty far-fetched that you're going to even want to clean your hair after you get dressed. I mean, you probably make that decision a little before that, most people. Anyway, so I'm going to say the morning head cap is a fake product. Go ahead, Ben. Let's start with the kitty litter thing. You see enough viral videos of cats and things like that that, yeah, they had to learn to do that somehow. So I'm going to say... This little trainer is real. Now, the head thing. That sounds real to me, too. Silly, but at the same time, yeah, I get it. You know, you you wake up kind of late. You don't want to... It's not like I have just a ton of hair, but still, it's uh, even trying to just wet it in the sink or something. It's just going to... Maybe this thing, if that, if that absorbs the water, it allows you to put on that... Okay, I'd believe that it exists. Not that I'd really get one, but I believe that somebody's come up with it. The canopy. I'm going to be very upset if this exists and I didn't know about it. (laughs) Because it's like, you know, I'm usually warm because if I turn on the fan, my wife thinks we've like moved to the Arctic. You know, she's just always cold, always cold. And so if the fan's not on, I get pretty warm and it's like you try to keep the coverage off, you just can't temperature regulate and all this. I don't know. This sounds a little too good to be true, especially for the price. You, you, you throw in NASA and everything like that. It's like 120 bucks. I don't know. So I'm going to say that the canopy is fake. All right. Let's start with the city kitty because you both thought that that was real. It is real. You can toilet train a cat. Who knew? Yep. This is real. Okay. Now the showdown because you picked different products. Okay. Um, the morning head cap. Well, 
it's a little ridiculous. Uh, why would you need it? But Ben, you're absolutely right. That is a real product. <laughs> the canopy is fake. Okay, I lose again. Oh, you know, I will say that na- they, there is a blanket with that NASA technology, which I'll send you, Ben, because that could um, make for a more comfortable sleeping situation in your household. Um, and there are lots of heated blankets, but man, wouldn't it be cool if it could really regulate your body temperature that way? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or cool you. The, the thing that I didn't uh, really believe about it was cooling you down. Certainly to, to heat you up would, would make sense, but eh. Pretty cool. Awesome job, Ben. Uh, That is it for this week's edition of Brand New or Not True. And thanks to you both. Up next, we're going to take the NFT craze. It's not slowing down. And talk about is it going to be here to stay? Also, a fake version of a popular app is making the rounds you need to know about. And William Shatner just turned 90. He's going to be around for many, many years to come. That's all coming up on Tech Refresh from Commando.com. Welcome back to Tech Refresh from Commando.com. Every week we give you the inside scoop on what's going on in tech. So you're the the in-the-know person and the source for tech information for your friends and family. Every week about this time we take an in-depth look into issues that affect the technology lifestyle. And this week... The NFT craze, everybody's heard about it. Everybody seems to be making bazillions of dollars. But is it here to stay? And actually, we probably should start with what exactly it is. Yeah, just to to recap a little bit. So NFTs stands for non-fungible token. And it's something we brought up on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, it's still not slowing down. So these are unique digital items. And that can be, and I do mean unique as in only one exists. So like a photo a video clip, a piece of digital art, you know, whatever. It's authenticated using blockchain, and that's what verifies and shows that it's only, you know, basically that it's the only one that exists. Well, last time it came up on the podcast, I think we mentioned that Twitter co-founder Jack Dorsey was auctioning off the very first tweet from March of 2006 as an NFT. It ended up selling for $2.9 million. And now you've got all kinds of people trying to cash in on the craze. You've got TikTok users, athletes, other celebrities. Now Time Magazine, yes, the Time Magazine is getting in on it. Earlier this week, Time released its first ever NFT magazine cover, uh, and it's going to be the first of three covers it plans to auction off. And you've got this digital artist named Mike Winkleman, who's just raking it in. And maybe you've heard of him by his other name, Beeple. Uh, back in February, one of his digital works of art sold for $6.6 million. This month, he sold another one through Auction House Christie's for $70 million. You know, and it raises the question, how long is this going to continue? Or if it's a bubble just waiting to burst? You know, our buddy Beeple had an interesting take saying that investing in crypto art is risky and that a lot of these NFTs, quote, will absolutely go to zero. Now, I agree. And that's coming from someone who likes to, to collect tangible things. You know, that's my, that's just what I do, but... If it's something I can display, but I just don't understand the point of collecting NFTs as something that's, you know, digitally unique. I get it from the standpoint, if you've got that kind of money to spend up front and then you can turn it around and sell it for thousands or even millions more than you paid. Okay. But otherwise, yeah, I just don't really get the craze. What about you guys? What's your take on all this? Well, I think you make a really good point there. And uh, I think it's people with 
way too much money to spend saying, oh, look, a new thing for me to spend all my way too much money on. Um, I, you know, it's it's certainly a a certain type of person and people with lots and lots of money who are doing this right now. It's it's really interesting. They, you know, different types of investments, way, different ways to invest your money have all really expanded in the past year or so. Um, Pokemon cards are really, really expensive right now, like double um, in some cases. You know, these cards that cost like tens of thousands of dollars have just exploded. Um, and really, because I think people are looking for all these different ways and different things to put their money into. So, yeah, this is the digital equivalent. Um certainly not something that I can or would do. But yeah, I guess if you've got a, you know, spare six million sitting around, why not give it to people? I mean, did we run out of islands or exotic cars? (laughs) Are people not buying those anymore? Well, maybe there's rocks in space (laughs) you could invest in. Um, The thing that I don't understand about blockchain technology and why I would be really hesitant to, to do a, and maybe it's just because I don't understand, but the blockchain technology can be several different formats of blockchain, as I understand it. So these are one of a kind in one um, in one category, right, of, of the blockchain technology. So that does not to say that, okay, let's just say it's a picture of LeBron and it, it, dunking a basketball goes for, you know, $40 million. Well, what's to say another blockchain technology won't come up, create the same picture, and then sell it for $40 million, right? So the competition, it's always compared to what? Right. I think it's interesting, too, because, you know, if we think about physical collectibles, um, digital is different in that, you know, you might say, well, it can last forever. Well, not really. Digital files degrade, too. You know, over it takes a long time, but over the years, they can degrade. The quality can degrade. You know, file types change. People lose their passwords. <laughs> the, exactly. the guy with, exactly. with, you know, millions in Bitcoin who just couldn't access it because he forgot the password. So, you know, this stuff is, is certainly not without its um, risks as well. The cloud isn't a cloud, you know, there are servers in a warehouse somewhere and those those tend to burn down occasionally. Yep. It's a Tech Refresh podcast. One of the things we promise every week is to keep you posted on what's going on with a digital lifestyle that includes keeping you from getting scammed. So. Every week, we talk about a new scam that you need to watch out for. There's a fake version of a popular app going around uh, that you need to know about. Well, you make something exclusive and everybody wants in. That is very much the case for the audio-only social media app Clubhouse. Right now, again, invite only, and it's available only for iPhones. So it's kind of like audio chat rooms. You can go listen to people talk or have conversations about topics you care about. Well, enough people are looking for the Android version that scammers set up a fake website that links to a Google Play version. Not really. It's a fake. The Clubhouse clone site has a button. It says get it on Google Play. But when you click it, you download something right to your phone then and there that's loaded with a banking trojan. It can steal credentials from 458 different apps, everything from Facebook to Amazon, Outlook, uh, Cash App, eBay, basically every financial, crypto, social, and shopping app you can think of. So this is your warning. Clubhouse is not available for Android yet and only ever download apps from the Google Play Store. Even then, a little risky, but it's your safest bet. Uh, William Shatner just turned 90 and took a step that he'll be around for many, many years to come. And that's next on Tech Refresh from Commando.com. 
Hey, thanks for listening to the Tech Refresh podcast, heard exclusively on the Kim Commando Explains podcast from commando.com. If you haven't already, make sure you click the subscribe button so you get this podcast delivered automatically every Friday with the Kim Commando Explains podcast. And that also gets you the special feature, which this week is about the five ways. If you've ever dreamed about having your own Amazon store or making bazillions of dollars on Amazon from selling products, this is the podcast that you absolutely must listen to. Uh, Jason Boyce is an expert on Amazon, is an expert at selling on Amazon. So uh, Kim and Jason go through the five things that you must know to uh, be an Amazon seller. That's again on the Kim Commando Explains podcast. And uh, William Shatner just turned 90. Wait a minute. I've got the original Star Trek, William Shatner... To, to go places and, what was it, a five-year mission? To explore strange new worlds, yeah. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. I knew you would know this. I knew. I knew you would. Yeah, I knew you would know that. All right, so William Shatner just turned 90 and took a step that he'll be around for many, many years to come. Go ahead. He did, 90 years old. Have you guys seen him lately? He looks so good. I would have guessed 70. He looks great. Oh, it's crazy. He's still doing movies and, well, he's doing a movie that's coming out soon and he's still uh, hosting shows and he's really active on Twitter. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, the Star Trek star, he celebrated in a pretty out there way by creating an AI version of himself to, as he says, preserve his memory and legacy for generations to come. Shatner is going to be the first person to have his story told by a Los Angeles-based company. It's called Storyfile. And they make these conversational, interactive, AI-powered videos. The system lets you interact with the recording. You can ask questions about his work, about his life, even after he's long gone. This will be up and ready to use in May. Uh, Here's how he explained it. Imagine if you could record yourself in a way that future generations, hundreds of years from now, could talk to you, and you could talk back. That's possible. With Storyfile, we can now be present in the future, your authentic self for all time. That's my gift to you down through time. Can you imagine? Would you? How do you guys feel about this? Does it? Do you think it's cool or a little too too freaky for you? Absolutely cool. I mean, it kind of reminds me of the legacy podcast we just did for Charles a few weeks ago. I agree. It's a great idea. I've been telling it to all of my friends. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think it's just a, an awesome idea. And this is just like the next level of that. Yeah, actually being able to see them and interact, so cool. What do you think, Ben? I'm okay, but it's like a, it's like a generation. I mean, it's like a first generation iPhone or Echo Show or anything else. Like, don't buy the first version. Let them <laughs> work out the kinks. Let them work out, out the bugs first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the second version. Oh, that's much more realistic. Dead. Oh yeah, Ben glitches learning. out when yeah. you ask him about Star Trek. Be careful. <laughs> yeah, long live Captain James T. Kirk. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Tech Refresh podcast, heard exclusively on the Kim Commando Explains podcast. Hey, if you'd like to comment about the podcast, good or bad, mostly good, send us an email to podcast at commando.com. Again, that's podcast at commando.com. On behalf of Ben and Ali, I'm Mike. We'll see you next time. And for the latest digital news and articles anytime, go to commando.com with a K. That's K-O-M-A-N-D-O.